Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Back at you with the LSU-Alabama game preview podcast. Billy Embody here for you. Sonny Ship. Sonny, this is a game where uh, we probably don't have to spend a ton of time on it because looking at it, especially on paper, and what we know about both of these teams, Alabama, number one team in the country, LSU, certainly coming in uh, – battered and beaten kind of from this season at three and four. This is a game where if LSU somehow going to pull it off, it's going to be one of those like miracle type of rivalry game performances where a lot of crazy stuff happens. But, you know, I think for the most part, we're, we're we might have one of these rough outings for LSU uh, on our hands, uh, especially based on what we saw out of Alabama in the iron bowl last week. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when I was, uh, um, when I was uh, looking at the depth chart yesterday and what I think the LSU's depth chart will look like on uh, Saturday, looking at some stats, looking at some numbers and stuff, and um, one thing that, that I kept going back to was the number four ranked passing offense in Alabama and the number 120 pass defense in LSU. And when you look at when, – when we look at discrepancies, when we look at – or not discrepancies, when we look at disparities, when we look at, you know, why is one favored by 28-and-a-half points, um, you know, over the defending national champions? You know, is it the fact that Alabama's the number one ranked team in the country in all of the polls, you know? I think that what really shows how big of a mismatch this is going into Saturday – is that ranking right there? You know, number four, one team's number four in the country at something, and another one is 120. And that's the field that this has going into Saturday. Is a game that, uh, oh man, I, I don't recall. I don't recall a bigger spread when LSU and Alabama have played uh, in so long, maybe ever. And also can't recall to where you had a situation to where you went into it just hoping that LSU can not let it get out of hand like uh, like like Shea predicted in his in his uh, in his score. I think it was what fifty six to thirteen or something like yeah. that when he did his Q and A with Bol. Uh, I mean, it was ba- it was bad. It was bad. So you just hope that it, you know, that it doesn't quite turn out like that. But, you know, for me, that's where, uh, you know, that, that's, where, that's where it all rests right there is what can LSU do to, uh, you know, keep that Alabama passing attack from just run, running roughshod over it all year, uh, all game long. Yeah, it's going to be uh, tough to stop Mac Jones the way he's playing right now. Uh, Devonta Smith had a big game last year against Derek Stingley. 
especially late in the game, kind of as they started to air it out and take some shots. But, you know, this is a, this is a game where on, on, on the other side, you know, Ed Ogeron, and he said this about the interesting thing I thought was that he said this about the Georgia offensive line when they came into Tiger Stadium and got beat down pretty good uh, in 2018. But he called this the best offensive line to come into Tiger Stadium in years. And, and that, I think, is probably with LSU's defensive line, at least, you know, being able to get some pressure on Kellen Mond last week, you know, certainly did a good job for the most part on Isaiah Spiller. If this offensive line plays up to the way they played against LSU's defensive line, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a long night. And but that's probably the biggest matchup of the night. I would say is LSU's defensive line either getting pressure on the quarterback or being able to slow the run game down. Yeah, no question. They have to they have to get some pressure on Mac Jones. Uh, you know, you can't just let him sit back there and just scan the field all day because Devonta Smith's going to have have 400 yards receiving. Um, so it starts up front, and I thought that I thought that LSU actually, you know, last week against Texas A and M, um, and you know, many feel that Texas A and M has one of the best offensive lines in college football right now. They've given up three sacks on the season. Bama's given up 13. Uh, you know, the run game A&M has. Obviously, Bama has a, has a potent run game. But can LSU get some pressure with that four-man front? Because Bo Pelini has uh, – you know, he hasn't blitzed a ton this year. And it seems like that the general line of thinking late of late has been let's rush four, drop seven, and um, – you know, but I think against Alabama, I think against Bama, I think you got to take some chances. I think you got to take some chances. I think you got to give that four man rush a little bit of help. You got to send five sometimes to try to get them behind the chains or to try to turn that third down and five, that third down and six into a uh, into a fourth down and thirteen. You know, or that second and six into a third down and fifteen. You have to you have to get pressure on Mac Jones and not just pressure him. You have to sack him. You have to bring him down some. And so I think you nailed it with the biggest key right there. Flip it over, no question. It's LSU's offensive line. I'm still, I'm still having a very hard time trying to uh, to see, you know how, uh, you know Orgeron and 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 you know his other coaches and sources felt that the run game and the offensive line were going to be strengths this year because man, this offensive line, I don't think I've seen a worse offensive line at LSU than what we've seen this year. And for me, it all starts with conditioning. You know, it all starts with, uh, you know, it all starts with guys not taking the conditioning, not taking the strength program seriously. Of course, COVID, everybody dealt with COVID though. You know, everybody dealt with not being able to have their normal, conditioning and strength routines but for me I think it's just that uh you know I, I think that LSU just got a little too laxed in uh the hangover from a from a national championship extended quite a bit longer than it should have yeah no question this is this has been a season of adjustments for LSU uh, with all the new players with the new coaching staff it's not excuses at this point in the season they haven't really been able to figure it out uh you know, for a complete game, you know, for the most part, I would say the defense has played better the last two weeks. That is a that is something that LSU can certainly hang its hat on going into this game, uh, and it's probably its chance to win. And 
you know, keeping it close and, and trying to find a way to find yourself in the game uh, in the second half. That's the only way that uh, LSU is going to be able to, to, to somehow pull this off. Yeah. And having, you know, when you look at, when, when you look at your two true freshman quarterbacks, that certainly doesn't, that certainly doesn't, doesn't help things that you don't have miles Brennan, but um you know, what are you going to get out of TJ Finley in the, in the two wins uh, in his two wins against South Carolina and against Arkansas, he's completing, um, uh, I want to say it's like right around 74% of his passes. Well, that drops to 46% in his, in the two, in his two defeats with four of his five interceptions in those two games. So, you know, what are you going to get? Are you going to get the, the TJ Finley that, you know, that's, that played exceptionally well, or are you going to get a, you know, an early turnover like you saw in the, uh, in the, in the loss to Auburn, like you saw in the, uh, you know, in the Texas A&M game, is it going to be a quick hook to Max Johnson? Personally, I think that Max Johnson, uh, you know, I think that, and I'm not a, I'm not a big proponent of a, a two quarterback system, but I think this is a game where LSU well, uh, needs to incorporate both quarterbacks because Alabama is going to get a pass rush. They're going to get a good rush. You have to think that. And and Max Johnson just gives you a level of of escapability, a level of being able to extend the plays that TJ just doesn't give you with that 245, 250 pound uh, pound body that he has. On the flip side, you sacrifice the cannon that Finley has of being able to get the ball into tight windows. For Johnson, who is, you know, who is known more for his athleticism than for his arm strength. So, um, you know, that you just really don't know what you're going to get right there. But I think for LSU, for LSU to, um, you know, for LSU to, to have a chance to keep this close going into the fourth quarter to where, you know, who knows what happens with a turnover or two, win the battle of special teams, what have you, is that somehow, some way, They've got to have some chunk plays, you know, six and seven yards down the field. You're not going to hold the ball for eight minutes against this Alabama defense. You're not going to eat up. You're not going to pick up five yards on first down, six yards on second down, another five, another six to just keep the chains moving like you did against South Carolina and like you did against Arkansas. So I think you have to have chunk plays, obviously losing, you know, not having Terrace Marshall. That takes away from that. So I think Eric Gilbert is a guy that you have to try to. And I'm not sure, sure if you just bump him out. You know, if you if you just put him at receiver, I think you keep him at tight end and you try to get him. You try to get those matchups that favor him. That matchup against the safety. That matchup against the linebacker. But I think he's your. You know, he's going to be your best chance to get some of those chunk plays in the passing game. Yeah, and and they'll probably have to see a heavy dose of Ty Davis Price to at least try and. You know, keep time of possession, you know, in check, I think, and, and kind of wear down the Alabama defense. You know, that's probably – you're not – you know, being a little bit more finesse and, and trying to go east-west against this Alabama team probably isn't going to work very well. Uh, they're going to have to go downhill running with Ty Davis-Price, really try to develop a, a physical identity in this one to kind of set the tone. But not, for me, I just – I don't know what an X factor could look like to even, you know, make this one, you know – Go, go LSU's ways. I mean, I mean, turnovers, I guess, is what you look at. And if, you know, Alabama gets on the wrong side of it in a big way, that can give LSU extra possessions or field position or what have you to, 
to find a way to to like I said, be in the game, be be uh, uh, in the fourth quarter with the chance to to win or, or pull it out. But for me, I think this is going to be Alabama big. I mean, you know, Shea mentioned fifty two thirteen. I think with everything that's gone on with Nick Saban uh, over the last year, fuming on the on the lost Alabama in Tuscaloosa last year, uh, what was said after the game, uh, what the LSU players did going over the recruit section. I mean, this is the, if if Miles Brennan was in the was in there, you know, maybe there's a chance it's a little bit more competitive score wise. But I mean, this is like I'm I'm thinking like especially considering what they did to Auburn. I mean, that game was not close, uh, and LSU got their doors blown off by Auburn. Now, LSU defensively is a different team than they were when they played on the Plains that day. But, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to be surprised if it's something like 59-62-10 or something like that. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, you know, trying to fig- pick out an X factor, the only X factor – that I can, that I can, you know, go to realistically is turnovers. You know, you get a, uh, you, you get a turnover, you know, you, you get a turnover that turns into a pick six, you get a scoop, your fumble that turns into a scoop and score. You, um, you know, you, you get some of those big plays on third down where you, where you turn a third and five into a, uh, you know, into a fourth and 11, you know, where you're sacking Mac Jones. Um, I mean, those are really the only X factors that we can look at. Um, you know, I think an X factor, I think, I do think one X factor that LSU absolutely has to have is Derek Stingley. Is Derek Stingley has to, whenever he gets on Devontae Smith, and, and, and Smith was the only one who last year who really, just kind of took it to Stingley in that game in Tuscaloosa. But Derek Stingley, uh, you know, he's got to play like the all-American cornerback uh, that he, you know, that he was last year, that he was entering the season right here. And, and that's where that, you know, that's where a pick six, that's where an interception, you know, I mean, that that's the kind of plays that LSU has to, has to muster up. I do think that, you know, I do think LSU is going to come out and that they're going to play inspired football. I'm not, I'm not on the same side of the fence as you and Shay thinking that it's just going to be just an outright, uh, you know, just an outright slaughter. Um, however, I'm also not, <laughs> I'm not by any means saying that LSU is going to pull off an upset. I do think, you know, the key is that okay, get it to the second half, get it to the second half where it's not twenty-eight to three, it's not thirty-one to three. You know, get it to the second half. If that means it's 21-10, at least you at least you have a chance to where if you make a hold, make a stop, you get the ball, or if you get the ball out of the half, you can get a score. Then all of a sudden, you can create a little momentum. You can create a little confidence. You can create a little hope. And so that's the key. Get it into the second half. Get it into the second half. When you get into the second half, get it into the fourth quarter. If you can get it into the fourth quarter – then, you know, who knows what could happen? You know, we've seen, we've seen upsets over the years and stuff. This would be a monumental upset. But um, I think that, uh, you know, I do think Alabama's going to win. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win handily. Um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of at that 41 to, 41-10, 41-13 point right now. Now, I haven't settled on my, on, my, uh, on my final score for the prediction piece, but 
I keep going back to that 41-10, 41-13 point. Yeah, maybe Nick Saban you know, takes the gas off or, or LSU uh, plays it tough and, and makes and, – and makes, uh, I don't think Nick Saban said <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a funny one, Wild Bill. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you like that? Oh, <laughs> man, you drinking early in the morning today, yeah. huh? That was my one. Uh, that was my one uh, joke of 2020 that worked out. So you know, reset it <laughs> late. Get get ready for 2021 and try to figure out when the right time is to drop my uh, one good joke of the year. So anyway, uh, we will be covering this one uh, on Saturday night. We'll be with you guys. Seven o'clock, Tiger Stadium, LSU, Alabama. Tigers looking to make it two in a row over the Crimson Tide. We'll see how that goes. Of course, but. Uh, Sonny, it's been fun previewing it with you guys. Uh, try to enjoy the game. LSU Bama is, is just such a fun game, even in 2020. I mean, it, it's such a good rivalry. It, it's, it's what, you know, the regular season is pretty much all about. Um, and, and so just try to enjoy it that we got to this point in college football, uh, to have this game and it all not be shut down. So look, we'll be covering it for you guys. We'll hold your hand through it. And, uh, certainly, uh, at least after the game from most of us on, on our side of things, we'll be there to, to have a cocktail with you guys as well and talk about it. So appreciate everybody listening to the pod. Quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for everybody. Again, that jumped on cyber Monday and black Friday deals. You can subscribe for just a dollar to get you covered all the way through uh, early January now, which includes the early signing period. So if you want to take advantage of that, try it out for just a dollar. You can check that out on go247.com. But until then, guys, uh, have a good weekend and uh, keep it locked on Go247 for all things LSU Alabama. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.